A few decades ago, God's entire church betrayed him. Learn the simple reason why the great falling away happened next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. Most of God's people have fallen away in this end time, and the Apostle Paul prophesied that uh, that very falling away would be a sign, a sign of the imminent return of Jesus Christ to this earth, a second coming. And the amazing thing about this is that you can see it. People in the world can see it, but especially God's people can see it, and anybody who knows their Bible can see this and prove it to themselves. It's not something we have to guess about or hope that it's true, but we can prove that it's true, absolutely true. So I want to ask you a big question today. Why did most of God's people fall away in this end time? Why the great falling away? Now, you and I surely would want to avoid that because it has everything to do with uh, uh, escaping some great suffering and uh, also uh, not losing your eternal life, which uh, 50% of God's people are going to do. That is prophesied right in your Bible, and you can read it yourself. Thousands and thousands of God's own people are turning away from Him at the very time when His return is imminent. What could cause them to do that? Why would that happen? You and I really need to answer this inspiring and beautiful lesson that God has for us today. And what could be more serious than this message that I'm talking to you about today? There's a little remnant, a little tiny remnant of God's people. Ninety-five percent of them just fall away in this end time. But there's a little remnant that knows exactly what's happening, and they're delivering God's message, the very message that Paul said had to be delivered in this very end time. And that little remnant, again, all that can be proved to you. And what a reward God is going to give the people that are in that little remnant. They're going to be able to share the very throne of Jesus Christ when He returns, and they're going to be able to work with Jesus Christ at headquarters in Jerusalem for all eternity. And for a thousand years, they'll be right there with Him, ruling over the entire world. And then from there, it's going to get even much better. This is a lesson of just great magnitude that we need to understand. So why did God's people fall away? Let's learn that lesson today. Why did they do that? What happened? Notice 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 1 through 4. Now we beseech you, brethren, this is God's own church, His own family, talking about the brethren or the brothers and the family of God, by or concerning it should read, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto Him, that you be not soon shaken in mind. This is something that can shake people because it's so disturbing. And it goes on to say, or be troubled. That could read terrified because so much is at stake and so such deceptive things are going on, disturbing, troubling. 
deceiving most of God's people. The verse here goes on to say, Neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. That day, in other words, the second coming of Christ is not going to come until you see a great falling away, and that man of sin, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that he is worshipped, so that he, as God, sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he's God, or putting himself ahead of God, and teaching the very opposite of what God teaches, right in God's own church. Now, this is, uh, he's called the son of perdition. But it's talking about a specific human being that we must know, see who he is, because he's revealed in this great falling away. God reveals him to us if we're tuned in to God and his message. We know precisely who this man is. Do you know who he is? Do I really know? Well, I. Absolutely do, and I, I can prove it upside one side and down the other, because it's right there in your Bible. He's talking to the brethren. He's talking to the people in the church of God, and they are perishing spiritually. The original Greek says there is a falling away first. First there's a falling away, and after that, Second comes the return of Jesus Christ. But that first falling away is a sign. It's a sign that Jesus Christ is about to return to this earth. So what could be more important than understanding that? Here's what the Moffat translation says. It is the day of the Lord and Christ's return. These are my words. But it will not come till the rebellion takes place first of all, with the revealing of the lawless one. Well, there's a lawless man inside God's own church, leading God's people, and he's called the son of perdition. And he's going to be revealed in that great falling away. The spiritual lives are at stake because they've They've been called by God and used by God and given the truth of God, and now they're, they have turned away from it. No small problem. What could be bigger than that, as far as problems are concerned? But this man is revealed that way, and some people are shaken in their minds, all of the turmoil that's going on, and Satan is coming as a, an angel of light and sitting right in the very church of God, and God's people, most many of them, follow him, follow the devil, when he took over and took control of God's own church. Now, that, uh, happened with, that happens within the church of God. The son of perdition inside the church. This church is lukewarm, and uh, they're, they're so uh, far from God that they can't even tell when a man who is ruled by the devil is ruling over them. That's how far they have uh, gotten from God. 
And how did that happen? Well, I'm going to show you just a little later how it all happened, why God's people fell away, and I'm going to show you in a very specific and a definite way how it happened and how you and I can learn a great and a majestic lesson from all of this if we're just willing to listen to God. God is going to have to correct them, and that's why He's doing this. He has to correct them, or they're all going to lose their eternal lives. Now, we know that 50% of them are going to repent in the Great Tribulation, but there's 50% of them that uh, will never rise again. Now, that is something uh, most appalling and should not be happening. And it certainly is urgent to God's people who understand. But again, many people, you see, can see this. It's out there where even the world can see it if we're willing to uh, understand it and let God reveal it to us. You can see all of that. Notice what it says in 2 Thessalonians 2 and verse 3. Let me read that again. 2 Thessalonians 2 and verse 3, For it, Christ's return, cannot come unless the apostasy comes first. The uh, New English translation, the final rebellion against God. Well, why is it the final rebellion? Well, because Jesus Christ is going to return right on the heels of all this that I'm talking about. It is the final rebellion, and then Christ will be here, and there will be no more rebellions until the very end of the millennium, and that's just a little uh, tiny part of that millennium. And then uh, Satan will be put into outer darkness forever, and that will end rebellion against God. But most of it will end very shortly, extremely soon, and you, most of you, certainly could uh, see that happen, and I mean most of you. And you need to understand why. But you see, this falling away that I'm talking about has already happened, and it is connected directly to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Connected directly to it. And the man of sin is revealed in all of that. You can see uh, the son of perdition. I just wanted to mention this. Uh, you can look this up yourself in John 17 and verse 12, but it says that God called Judas, and the only man in the Bible other than this one right here in 2 Thessalonians 2, in this end time, Christ gave the uh, label to Judas Iscariot. Christ Himself labeled Judas as the son of perdition. He was there destroying spiritually in every way he could by betraying Jesus Christ Himself. And that is exactly what this man is doing in this end time. It is on that level. It is a betrayal of Christ. Satan loves betrayals. That's why God is never going to be able to use him. But this, he is called the man of sin. And it's a monstrous betrayal. It's not a minor little betrayal or a minor little problem. This is the epitome of betrayal. And it happened inside God's own church of all places. How can that happen? What makes that happen? Why does that happen? Well, I'll, you'll see in just a moment, a few moments. So this is something that uh, could happen to you. It could happen to me. It could happen to any human being. It depends on how they react to uh, 
God and His Word. But did you know that the very elect cannot be deceived? That's what your Bible says in Matthew 24. The very elect cannot be deceived. Nobody can deceive them. Now, that's a wonderful way to live when you're on operating spiritually on that level, and you never have to be deceived. And yet God says, this whole world is deceived. Revelation 12 and verse 9, the whole world is deceived. See, many of God's people accept this son of perdition. Perdition means destruction, damnation, perishing, waste, utter ruin. And it talks about the word deceive here in the Greek means to lead astray. He's deceiving them, and he's leading them astray from God, and they're turning away from God. Most of God's people who had his truth revealed to them have simply turned away from it. First, you have to have it to be able to do that, and these people did. God calls only a little flock in this end time contrary to what most people believe, just a little flock to warn the world of what is coming, and especially about the second coming of Jesus Christ. What could be more wonderful than that? To stop all of this horror we see in the world weekly, even daily now, and we're facing our biggest problem, and that of human survival because of all of the nuclear bombs and weapons of mass destruction. But notice it doesn't say a man of sin. It says the man of sin and the son of perdition. This is not just a person like that. This is a special one that Satan controls in a special way. The son of perdition. We must know who He is, or how can we possibly understand this prophecy of the Apostle Paul for the end time that happens just before Jesus Christ returns? That's why Paul even taught the, the, the chapter. That's the only reason, is because uh, they, uh, they, they were confused about, well, when is Christ returning? How can we know? Well, okay, Paul says, I'm going to give you a prophetic sign to show you when you can really start watching for Christ, and He's, and he's going to return, and that falling away has already happened. How close are we to the end time? Extremely close. And I'm talking about just a tiny few years. That's what your Bible says, and I can prove that to you, and have certainly proved it to myself for many years. This all, though, goes right on inside the, uh, the, the Church of God, even uh, some of the commentaries, like in the Interpreter's Bible, realize that. It's talking about something inside of God's own church. That's what the, all these verses are about in 2 Thessalonians 2, all of them. And if you notice uh, Luke 22 and verse 3, I'll just give you the Scriptures, and John 13 and verse 27. It says, Satan entered into Judas the last night of Christ's life. That's, it tells you that in those verses. Satan actually in, uh, entered into his, his mind and his life the last uh, night of Christ's life on this earth. Now, Satan possessed him. 
And this is implying that that same thing happens in this end time. Can you imagine that? Satan possessing a man and God's own people following that man, thinking it's Christ. That's how easily we can be deceived. If we don't stay close to Christ and if we don't remain His very elect, we'll be deceived. You and I both will be deceived. Notice verse 9. Even Him, that is, the son of perdition, whose coming is after the working of Satan with uh, all power and signs and lying wonders. Now, the word signs is rendered pretended signs by the Revised Standard Version. It's all deceit, but Satan has really impressive power to deceive and to lead people away from God. He's a master at that. But God can easily take care of that for you if you will just stay close to God. There is a reason why these people were deceived, and I want to show you that. It's critical that we understand it. See, we have to understand God and Satan and how He operates. Verse 8, I'll back up to that. And then that lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will slay with the breath of His mouth, His truth, and bring to an end by the appearance of His coming. He's going to put an end to all of it by His coming. That man of sin is going to have to face Jesus Christ when He returns, and it's not going to be pleasant for Him. And that falling away, as I've said previously, has already occurred. And that means the second coming of Jesus Christ is extremely close, and that's the best news you could ever hear in your life for the time being. How is that man of sin going to be revealed? He's revealed in the falling away. If we understand the falling away, and we'll send you booklets that will explain all of that, like Malachi's message to God's church today explains that in detail, how it all happened, and another booklet or two that will really help you understand about this wonderful, majestic truth that God gives us about how to avoid getting caught up in a falling away like that. This is a deadly falling away. It is deadly, and it's already happened. And God says, now look, I'll protect you from all of these problems in the world. I'll protect you from them. I'll look after you. I'll, I'll uh, be there with you. And you'll, if you do what I tell you, you'll be happy and joyful in spite of all of the evil surrounding you. Now, that is reality with God and that little remnant that never, never did fall away, that didn't fall away from God, that super-crisis. But notice, here is why most of God's people fall away. Let's look at that in verses 10 and 11. Verse 10 reads, And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, it should read, are perishing, them that are perishing spiritually. How serious is this? They are perishing spiritually. Most of God's people, and thankfully, 50% of them are going to repent. 50% of them are not. That's what your Bible prophesies. 
And here's why they are perishing today. Notice this and remember this beautiful, beautiful statement. Because they receive not the love of the truth, they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie. Verses 10 and 11, it's all a big lie. But why were they deceived? Why was Satan able to deceive them? Well, because they received not the love of the truth. You see, they didn't passionately love Christ and God the Father and, and the truth. That John 17, verse 17 says, Thy word is truth. That's the Old Testament and New Testament. Christ said, you have to live by every word of God, every word proclaimed out of the mouth of God. That's the Old Testament and the New Testament. But you see, what they're doing is they're falling away from that. They had all this understanding and all of this truth. And then they turned away from it and followed the devil who comes as an angel of light. He always does. And if you don't really know your Bible, you'll be deceived by him. He's a master at that. Do you really passionately love God's truth? Do you? Do I? We can't fake that. I'll tell you, there are a number of people that try, but you can't do it. But only this little remnant, you see, that delivers this message uh, and, and proves they love the truth. Their fruits show that they love the truth, and they get out and deliver this message about 2 Thessalonians 2 and explain what it means, because God says He would reveal this to that little remnant, and they would understand it and be able to teach it and warn these people, mainly Israel, the nations of Israel, and that certainly includes Britain and America and the Jewish nation in the Middle East, those three in particular. They, they, uh, they are tribes or nations of Israel in this end time, but if you want the ultimate peace in your life, if you want the, the ultimate happiness, well, this, this is what you need. God promises that He will fill you with joy in spite of all this evil that's flooding into this world so fast. Ezekiel 33 and verse 31 says, With their mouth they show much love. With their mouth they really show much love. But then he goes on to say, But they won't do what you tell them to do right out of the Bible. They won't get away from their coveting and their lawlessness. The Phillips translation in verse 10 reads, They have refused to love the truth. They've just refused. They will not obey God's Word. Let me read verse 10 again. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them, they perish, or they are perishing, it should read. They're perishing spiritually, is the correct translation. And the verse continues, Because they receive not the love of the truth, they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. What could be more serious to us in our lives? What could be more serious than that? They receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved and have the greatest reward 
God gives to anybody ever as because they are a part of the first fruits or those that are called out before Jesus Christ returns and serve him and deliver his message they're going to have the greatest reward God ever gives anybody and you can read that in several scriptures in your Bible See, these people are perishing because they've let themselves fall away. They, the love of many shall wax cold, Matthew 24 and verse 12. Again, a prophecy of this very same uh, scenario that I'm talking to you about tonight, uh, right now. So why were they perishing spiritually? Because they didn't love God's truth. They didn't passionately love it. They, once you have it, there are those uh, examples in the, especially in the Old Testament, where God's prophets had the truth and died before they would give it up. They would not give it up. They would die first. This was more important than anything because they knew if they died in that truth, they were going to serve with God or Jesus Christ on David's throne forever. Now, what could be more wonderful than that? They wanted life with God forever. That's what they wanted, and God's going to give it to them. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. A few decades ago, God's entire church betrayed Him. Learn the simple reason why the great falling away happened. Why did God's church rebel in this end time? It all comes down to love. Almost all of God's people failed to love His truth enough to fight for it. Request Gerald Flurry's free book, Malachi's Message to God's Church Today, for the story of a church gone off track and what God did to correct the tragedy. This is a life or death warning to God's people and to anyone else who will listen. God's church was torn apart by evil spirits on a rampage. The physical leader himself was ensnared by the devil. But the only reason this was possible is that the people compromised with sin. Instead of studying and loving God's law, they chose to live lawlessly and are miserable today because of that wrong choice. Study Malachi's message to prove how God has revived his work after such a destructive betrayal. Also request Gerald Flurry's free booklet, Daniel Unsealed at Last. Anytime God delivers new truth to his prophet, Satan attacks ferociously. The prophet Daniel battled mightily to receive God's revelation. He recorded the struggle for your benefit. His message applies directly to today. He couldn't even understand it. Learn how the biblical book of Daniel outlines an epic war in this end time between the spiritual forces of good and evil. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request Malachi's message and Daniel unsealed at last. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. If you would prefer to write, send your request to The Key of David, P.O. Box 3700, Edmond, Oklahoma 73083. The preceding program was a paid presentation of The Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.